Welcome to the Mystic Women Podcast with your host, Mystic Women founder, Marlon. From topics like spirituality, connecting to spirit and psychic abilities to spiritual awakening, Marlon helps you navigate the world of spirit in a down-to-earth way. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Mystic Women Podcast. I am Marlon. I'm so happy you're here. And today I decided that we are going to analyze whether our spiritual ego is healthy or unhealthy. We're going to analyze the different aspects of a healthy or unhealthy ego and then see where we can start fixing it, where we can get better, where we can start healing because our ego tells us a lot of little secrets about how we think and who we are. But before we jump into the topic of today, I want to talk about the card that I drew from my Oracle deck. This time I used the Mystical Journey Oracle deck by Tennessee Charpentier. It's a beautiful deck. And the card that I got was Self-Realization. So before we come to Earth, we basically sign a contract. And this contract has within it all the lessons that we're supposed to learn on Earth. Of course, once we come to Earth and we're born, we completely forget about this contract. We have no knowledge of it. And then we come here and we start taking steps. Steps in our journey towards trying to figure life out. And essentially, we all have freedom of will and we choose what direction we take. And all our paths are unique. But ultimately, we're all doing the same thing, which is shedding our human persona and becoming our higher selves again. Now, the meaning of this card, the meaning behind this card is that a lot of our listeners right now are experiencing these dreams, these dreams they want to manifest. And a lot of these dreams are going to be helpful, extremely helpful to humanity. They're just waiting for you to manifest them. They're waiting for you to get in tune with the universe and manifest these dreams that you have. I know you're a little scared to embark on this particular dream, but believe me, it's going to be worth it. So listen to your intuition and embark on this journey, which is bound to make life much easier for other people. I'm getting this as part of your contract. So call on to your spirit guides for help. Call on to them for assistance and guiding you toward this dream that you have. You will absolutely have their guidance and their love, which will guide you towards realizing this dream. I'm getting that a lot of my listeners are light workers, and a lot of them are trying to just break out of their shell and become who they are, who they're supposed to be. This is a beautiful thing, and I really do hope this podcast gets you a little closer to that goal of becoming your higher self. So now let's move into what a spiritual ego is and whether or not your spiritual ego is healthy or unhealthy. Now, it's important to point out that the ego in itself is actually very important in our lives. It helps us live here on earth and it, it does serve important functions. It helps us basically navigate the world around us and make sense of it and make sense of our identity. A lot of people believe that we're supposed to completely eliminate ego, and this is not exactly true. Well, this is not true at all. Some assume that meditation is aimed to eliminate the ego, and that's not true either. The goal of meditation and most spiritual practices is not exactly to eliminate ego, but to make yourself more aware of it. 
and in essence to help you let go of ego-driven desires and all these attachments that become part of us. It is by letting go of ego and understanding it that we become more present and we can then experience life in a much more authentic way. It also helps us connect more with others because the ego likes to make you feel like you're separate from everybody else. And in reality, we're all one. We all come from source and we're all one. It's interesting because there has been, there are actually recent studies that show that healthy doses of ego help your mindset, your willpower, your drive, and your focus overall towards your goals. So it's safe to say that our ego makes us resilient in one way or another. And a healthy ego can, in many ways, help us overcome obstacles. The reality is, is that to live on earth, you need ego. It is, however, the quality of your ego that makes the difference and the quality of life that you end up living. Now, there is a lot of opinion when it comes to ego. A lot of people in Western culture, spiritual people mostly in Western culture, believe that the ego needs to be completely shut down and ignored, that the ego is the problem of everything. But the reality is, is that when our ego is functioning how it's supposed to function, it gives us a consistent sense of priority. It lets us know what makes us happy and what doesn't. It lets us know where our responsibilities lie and where they don't. And it really lets us see right from wrong and learn from our past mistakes so that we don't make them again in the future. But it's not only the Western psychologists that believe that ego is important to the human being. Buddhist communities have actually also started to shift their perspective a little bit and started uh, talking about spiritual bypassing. And spiritual bypassing, the way they describe it is a person who spends most of their time in yoga and meditation and spiritual retreats in order to just ignore the ego and live an ego-less life. When instead, what they can do is master their ego in order to have a healthy functioning ego, which would in turn help them navigate their life a little better. But of course, for some people, ignoring the monster is much better than trying to tame it. I always like to point out that Take from this podcast whatever resonates. Whatever doesn't resonate, then don't take it with you. But we're all here to learn. We're all here to heal. And we're all here to learn something new. So with that being said, let's move on to what a spiritual ego is in the first place. My best way to describe a spiritual ego, I mean, you see it. I'm sure you're going to resonate. You'll see it on social media all the time. And it's usually these people, these very spiritual people, or so they seem on the outside. And these people will kind of show off their spirituality to you. There's a difference between sharing your knowledge, sharing what you know in order to help other people thrive. There's a difference between that and boasting your spirituality to others. A good example of this are psychics uh, who sometimes will go on social media and act like Psychic abilities are unique to them, like they have a special gift that only they have that was provided by source, and nobody else has this gift but them, and they try to separate. Ego always tries to separate you. They'll make you feel like you have to go to them for answers instead of finding them within yourself. If you ever encounter somebody like that, definitely run the other way because they're not there to serve your higher purpose. They are there to serve their own higher purpose. 
or what they believe to be their higher purpose. Now, spiritual ego can sometimes, it often is called a spiritual narcissist because these people really show a lot of signs of narcissistic behavior. One of the top signs of a spiritual narcissist is that person who believes they are special. We are all beings of God. We are all beings of light and source, and we are all special. No one is superior to the next. No matter what career you have or what you do, you're not superior to anybody else. And the minute you start thinking that you are, there is a problem. These people, these spiritual narcissists create, they usually stick together and they'll create like these elite membership groups where they're all the same and they're all trying, quote unquote, to spread their light. But in reality, they're just trying to make you feel like you are different than they are and like you have to be like they are in order to get closer to source, get closer to light. Something else they do is they will judge others. They love judging others that are different than they are. Anyone who has an opinion that does not align with theirs, they will be there to judge. These people basically think they have perfected spirituality, which is very contradicting to what spirituality actually is. There's no test to spirituality. There's no certificate that you gain at the end. It's an ongoing process of healing and growing. And nobody is doing it better than anybody else. We're all trying to figure it out. This is usually very common in the first stages of spirituality or spiritual awakening. You start to hear all these, all, all this information and you start feeling very excited and you start getting a little entitled. You start thinking that you know more than others. So basically, an unhealthy spiritual ego is just an ego that is untamed and believes that it's spiritual. I heard this very interesting quote, um, I believe it was in an article, and it said something along the lines of, the problem is not that we have an ego, it is that we allow the unhealthy parts of the ego take over and rule our lives. And no truer words have ever been said. It all goes back to the fact that we have to take the healthy parts of the ego and let those parts rule our life or guide our life. Truth is, everybody has an ego. I have never met anyone without an ego and it's just part of being human. It's part, it's just part of the gig, right? We cannot escape it, but we can definitely try to heal it and make it more healthy. So what exactly then is a healthy spiritual ego? In essence, a healthy spiritual ego allows us to go through life with an open heart and it allows us to have healthy boundaries and a very solid sense of self. A healthy spiritual ego can regulate its emotions. And it's, this is so important. Our emotions are so important. And it's important for, our, for ourselves to be able to detect our emotions. And for our ego to be able to detect our emotions and understand if we're acting logically or not. I mean, I don't know about you, but <laughs> for me, I mean... Ego flares up for me often. I have a lot more control over it than I used to have when I was in my 20s. Now I'm in my 30s and I've gotten a little better at figuring out when ego is tricking me. I've gotten very good at detecting the red flags of ego telling me where I need to heal. And there is a lot to learn from the triggers that ego, ego sparks up. Let me give you an example. I wrote an, a little ebook once about 
how to how to understand your emotions and triggers. And I titled it, Don't Believe Everything You Think. I'm going to give you an example of a healthy and unhealthy ego with this ebook. Let's say you're browsing social media. I don't know, you're looking through a couple of memes or you run into an account. You run into a spiritual account and this account looks absolutely perfect. This person goes to yoga every day and they meditate and they seem to journal and eat well and they're so fit. The person seems perfect on the outside, right? And this really pisses you off. (laughs) It really triggers you. You know, their positivity makes you jealous and bitter for some reason. Your ego is really flaring up right now and it's just saying, oh my goodness, let's trash this person. Let's talk bad about them. Now, a negative ego would say, "Mm, let's talk bad about this person. Let's, Let's just say something really negative in one of their pictures to make their day terrible. Or let's, perhaps some people will tell you, hey, you know what? You don't like to see that account? Delete that account. Block them. However, a healthy ego would think differently. A healthy ego would question this particular trigger you're feeling. And a healthy ego would start asking questions to your illogical thoughts. The, the, the healthy ego might think, why are you being triggered by somebody else's happiness? Is it truly logical to believe this person never has a bad day? Is it more logical maybe to believe that this person doesn't like sharing their bad days? So a healthy ego questions and learns and heals and grows, while an unhealthy ego just aims to separate you from everyone and makes you think that everybody is the problem but you. Now, I've met a lot of spiritual people who, instead of, for example, asking themselves these questions, what they would do is what I mentioned about blocking, deleting, never looking at them again. And and granted, If you want to delete them and you don't want to look at their Instagram anymore, go ahead. It doesn't mean anything. But if you're doing it because you're trying to ignore your feelings, instead of questioning and asking yourself why you feel the way you feel, then there's a problem because we don't really grow from what we don't question. Now, it's not about questioning absolutely every single thought that goes through your mind because that would be really difficult and time-consuming, but it's about questioning the ones that are essentially shaping your life and the ones that are triggering you and making you feel a certain way. In many ways, an unhealthy ego is just guided by emotion, whereas a healthy ego learns to question these emotions. So let's say that we suffer from an unhealthy ego, right? Let's say that we have issues with our ego. Our ego is always flaring up and we want to tame it. We want to control it or let's say that we have a relatively healthy ego, but we want to make it better. We want to be even more healthy and more evolved and self-aware. Because remember, we never stop healing. This is an ongoing process, lifelong process. So let's let's just continue learning. So you've heard this before. I am absolutely sure because typically when it comes to anything spiritual, The number one solution to everything is meditation, and it might sound cliche, it might sound annoying. I know that many of us have trouble with meditation. I get it. I had a lot of trouble with it too, but meditation helps us with mindfulness, and meditation helps us stay centered and focused and self-aware. So yes, meditation is one of the greatest ways to tame your ego. Another very, very important thing to do 
when it comes to taming your ego is self-reflection, similar to what we did before when I gave the example of getting triggered by somebody on social media. So start questioning when you get triggered. Start taking some time each day to reflect on your thoughts, your feelings, your overall feelings and thoughts for that day and your behaviors. And just try to journal about different things you can do to self-improve and get better. Learn to question your emotions. It's very, very important. Some people say, well, it's hard to question my emotions all the time. I mean, I would have to be questioning every single thought that I get. No, not, not really. I mean, this is why journaling is so beneficial. Sit down every day. Take 10 minutes of your life every day. Sit down and try to journal about recurring emotions that you're getting. Whatever recurring emotions you received that day. And journal about them and, and question them. It's not about consistently as you're going through your day to be questioning every single one of your moves because this would, wouldn't let you get anything, you know, get anything done. But it is about sitting down for a little while and self-reflecting on whatever emotions are recurring for you. Perhaps you feel like you are triggered very often by people online or you're, I don't know, triggered very often by your in-laws or your husband or your friend. Ask yourself why exactly are you getting triggered? Another very, very important thing to do is to have self-compassion for yourself. I mean, we all make mistakes. We all can learn from them. It's about recognizing our mistakes, getting better. So practice being kind to yourself. You're not supposed to be a perfect machine. Accept your imperfections, accept your flaws. They're beautiful and they make you who you are. It's so important to be kind to yourselves. Something else that, I mean, I did a lot of research before sitting here to do this podcast because I really wanted to know what exactly you had to do to build your ego. And it turns out that one of the best things you can do overall, most of the things that you have to do all revolve around building and cultivating the right mindset. So building yourself up is really great for your ego because when you feel like you aren't enough, this really triggers your ego. Your ego does not like that. And it starts creating differences between you and other people. And it starts telling you that, you know, other people are better or it tries to defend you by saying that you're better. So the best way, best thing you can do right now to start shaping up that ego and getting it towards a healthy route is to build yourself up. All those things that everyone tells you to do, physical exercise, whatever it might be for you, because I do believe that self-care and all these different things that we do to build ourselves up are different for everyone. Maybe you don't like to meditate. Maybe that's not your jam, you know? Maybe you can do something else and journal. Perhaps your meditation is going for a walk. This is definitely a form of meditation for many people, and maybe it's listening to a podcast while you're on the treadmill or going for a nature walk. There are so many different things you can do to meditate or to do all these different self-help exercises. This one is something that was it has always been very difficult for me. I still struggle with it, but I'm working on it. And that is taking constructive criticism or criticism at all. Growing up, this was so difficult for me to get criticism. It was so difficult for me that I would try to be absolutely perfect so that I didn't have to 
hear my parents correct me in anything. Now, my parents were never tough on me. My parents were never the type to criticize me. So it didn't root from there. I always suffered from a bit of anxiety growing up. So for me, it would make me very anxious to feel like others weren't approving of me. There are many reasons why this may have happened. I won't get into that in this episode, but it's something that a lot of people struggle with, right? Criticism, it's very difficult, but it is so important to learn to take criticism in order to have a healthy ego. Because at least for me, whenever I would receive criticism or even feedback, I would, I would automatically just flip out. I wouldn't necessarily flip out at the person, but I would be very critical to myself and I would beat myself up with, you're not good enough, you're not accepted, you did a terrible job. So my way of trying to deal with this was acknowledging that it was a problem first and then exposing myself to opportunities where people would have to criticize me or give me feedback because of whatever it was that I was doing. So to give you an example... This podcast, for example, I throw myself into things where people are bound to give me feedback because that helps me train myself. It helps me practice receiving feedback. So instead of avoiding the issue completely, I went ahead and I tried to expose myself to it more, kind of doing exposure therapy for myself. And in many ways, this is a really great way to grow because the more you expose yourself to something that you are afraid of or something that triggers you, you grow from it. A lot of people, a lot, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that, well, just ignore that. If it triggers you, ignore it. That is not always the way to grow from things. In order to heal, you need to be exposed to what is triggering you. Now, of course, this isn't universal to every experience. But for the most part, you should be exposed to what you're afraid of in order to learn from it. Finally, I would like to share one more way that you can make your ego a little healthier, and that is goal setting. Because goal setting and actually achieving these goals really tends to show you that you can rely on yourself. It makes you more confident and it raises your self-esteem, which is so important important for a healthy ego. Truth be told that these people that we tend to say, oh, they have a big ego in a negative way, we typically are assuming that they have a lot of confidence and this is what's making them have a big ego. And it's the complete opposite. These people with huge egos typically have no confidence. And for this reason, they want to seem like they're better than everybody else. But deep down, they don't feel the sense of accomplishment and confidence. So again, setting these short-term goals or long-term goals and then breaking them down into smaller tasks and actually celebrating yourself as you tackle each of these little milestones will really raise your self-esteem and your self-confidence, essentially making your ego much, much healthier. And to end this, I want to wish you all a happy new moon. It's the new moon in Scorpio today. That's a beautiful, beautiful new moon that's bringing in amazing energy for all of us. There is a beautiful workshop that's going to be launching today in the Mystic Women community. If you haven't already, please download our app. You get seven days totally free. If you don't like it, no strings attached. 
it is available for Apple and Android. And we have a beautiful, beautiful workshop for the new moon. It is titled The Courageous Transformation with New Moon and Scorpio. This new moon really asks us to rise like a phoenix from the ashes of eclipse season. Scorpio is definitely here to remind us that healing is not always light and fluffy, but more often than not pulls us into the darkness and offers us an opportunity for courageous transformation. So join us in the Mystic Women app. We are going to be doing this beautiful workshop and Victoria, one of the amazing teachers and healers of Mystic Women, is going to guide us through a ritual to harness this amazing energy of the new moon. We will be letting go of all that no longer serves us and calling in all that we're ready to claim for the next month. Mystic Women is a beautiful community for spiritual women. We offer so many different things. We offer guided meditations. We offer new moon and full moon workshops, spiritual workshops, and spiritual ebooks. If you want to get to know me more, I typically hang out in the chat so we can chat through there and get to know each other a little better, talk about all things spiritual and beyond. So I want to thank you so much for being here today, for listening to this podcast. I thank you so much. I was so happy that you were here. Again, my name is Marlene. Love and light always.